2: Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets on PetLiferadio.com. My name is Brandi Stark and I'm your hostess for today. We are going to have a very special interview. With Donna Bradley. She's got a very unique perspective, and admittedly, I've never talked about this in the field of the paranormal, and that's about squirrels. Squirrels in the supernatural, and this can even be extended out a little bit towards small animals, paranormal pocket pets, and the paranormal. So this is going to be a very unique, very exciting show. Uh, Donna's just a very vibrant and very strong squirrel advocate, so I hope you enjoy this, and we will begin right after these announcements. now time for something really scary
1: a word from our sponsors paranormal pets will reappear before you can say bigfoot don't run away
0: Perfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Perfume's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Perfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Perfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Perfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Perfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E.
3: So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions, Volume 1, today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. I'm Christine Latham, host of The Pampered Pooch.
1: And I'm Vicki Nixon, your co-host. Ever get tired of people that say it's just a dog? Well, we do. It is a growing trend that people love and treat their pets like they are their children.
3: This podcast series will be on topics inclusive of how people pamper their pooches, no matter how big or how small they are.
4: On the Pampered Pooch, we'll talk about pet parties, happening social events, health, and nutrition.
3: Each week, we pick a Product of the Week, a Pooch of the Week, and a Pooch needing to be adopted.
4: If you like to treat your pet like the royalty they are, then the Pampered
0: Pooch is for you. Every week on demand, only on petliferadio.com. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com.
1: Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared paranormal pets is back with our haunted host our ghost host
2: and welcome back again this is paranormal pets radio and i'm your hostess brandy stark and with me today is donna bradley and she is very intriguing because she is actually the first person that I ever met that does uh, squirrel rescue. I actually met Donna through the spirits of Saint Petersburg when we did. Uh, actually, we've done multiple investigations with her and her family on one of the properties, and we got to meet some of the squirrels, which was just an absolutely intriguing thing. She says that she found herself being adopted by the squirrels one lovely spring morning. Uh, she was at the patio enjoying a nice cup of coffee and minding her own business when two little boys, little squirrel boys, chose that moment to enter her life. And ever since then, and I love how she says, the subsequent chain of nutty events has led her here. So she's been doing squirrel rescue since. She has got a very unique background. She says she's a country-born Virgo. She is very attentive to detail, and she has a farm sense that has served her well in both professional workplace, she worked in the government for quite some time, and also with squirrels. And she has been at home for several years with lupus, but she's back in the workforce with the healthcare and social work arena. So it's just a very neat background for a very neat lady. And with that, Donna, we're going to go ahead and bring you in. Thank you for being on the show. And I guess my first question for you has to be, why squirrels? They
4: picked me. I did not pick them. I grew up on a horse farm. I have always had a variety of pets. It never occurred to me to bring a squirrel into my home, but when they show up on your doorstep and they need a mother, what alternatives do you have? (laughs) We had looked for another local rehabber, and the only one we had been able to find in our area did snakes. And he was more than happy to take the squirrels, but I didn't quite trust him.
2: Right. So I ended up pursuing my own license, and here I am. Very good. And what exactly is Squirrel Rescue? I mean, how does this work? We are located through squirrels.com, S-Q-W-I-R-L-Z.com.
4: Most of it is word of mouth. My mentor in Texas, a huge website that has had hundreds of thousands of hits for squirrels. And squirrels.com is a Florida-based website dealing with the things that Clarissa's site on Rescue does not. However, it is a network of squirrel moms and dads who are experienced throughout the state. So, if a hurricane comes through, chances are there's someone in whatever area who can take in the orphaned and injured animals.
2: Okay. Now, I know the primary objective of this show, of course, is is talking about the paranormal. And uh, you were kind enough to share with me uh, two paranormal stories with your squirrels. And I, I always think this is kind of interesting because when it comes to pets and animals in general, I always feel like the small animals, the pocket pets and And even the wild animals really kind of get left out. So when I heard your your squirrel stories I thought this was really intriguing because of course here I've had a couple of unusual rat stories and you know you try to tell somebody that and they think you're crazy. So I'd love to hear those paranormal squirrel stories one more time if you don't mind.
4: That would be quite all right. We're kind of nuts here anyway. Um, I will start out with Squiggy. He came to us with a head injury and missing upper teeth. He had had the bottom teeth go through the sinus cavity. He, he had nonstop breathing issues. And this last winter, being as deadly cold as it was and the air is dry, finally was enough to send him over the edge. And he left us. You don't work with any animal as closely day-to-day, doing exercises with them and maintaining them and keeping them clean without bonding to you know, every single way they breathe. You can hear them hiccup in the middle of the night. And there's no real emptiness to their personalities. You just know who they are. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, he was resting on my chest. And I knew the time was coming with him and i'm i'm holding him and soothing him and the last breath happened and i'd held myself together up until that point and everything in me did not want to see this happen and this huge well of emotion went up some would say that this was a death rattle that he did I don't believe it to be so. He had had his last breath. Five seconds later, this huge no went up into the cosmos, and he moved again. He breathed again, and then he let go. I was absolutely devastated that night. And I, I just i cried myself into exhaustion. It was like having one of my children leave me. Mm-hmm. And I made it into bed. I don't remember falling asleep. But he was right there with me in my dream, and I was holding him, and he was breathing normally. Everything about him was normal. it was like when he was younger and not having to deal with the the hideousness of his injuries as as the years had progressed and he was happy, and he was healthy and you know the the rainbow bridge is something that we all share and and as a source of comfort when we lose a pet mm-hmm. but I feel that I was there with him and I got to see that he came back to me mm-hmm. um, it was it was very reassuring but I am absolutely convinced that when you're tied as closely as you are to any pet any animal just like with a human they can tell when you want them to stay, when you're not ready to separate out, mm-hmm. and that had happened once before with another little little guy that we had rescued after Hurricane Francis, he had his muzzle had turned purple. He wasn't getting the oxygen he needed, and I had held him all day long. I had given him a meal, and he had eaten. But my head started to hurt, and I never, ever get headaches. It's just a foreign concept to me, but my head started to feel like it was going to split open. Mm-hmm. And my husband convinced me to go lay down for a few minutes, and I was terrified of leaving my little boy on his own. And I was, I was resting for about 15 minutes, and it was during that 15 minutes that little Beau left us. And my mentor out in Texas is firmly convinced, and I really have to go along with it, he wasn't going to leave as long as I was there holding him.
2: Mm -hmm. I
4: do believe that there is a spiritual tie there, you know, you're just involved in each other's lives. just like with humans.
2: I would agree with you, because as you work with squirrels, I tend to work with rats and rodents. And I've had the same experience where it's my feeling, Ashley, that rats won't die Alone. I've had many over the years, and their sense of timing for death is, is always so strange, because I think they know they're going to go. I know one time I was in Europe, and I had a rat named Khufu, and I had spent a lot of money on him at the vet because he had a tumor over his heart. And my mother was taking care of him. And she would come in for about half an hour in the morning and half an hour at night just to feed them and make sure, you know they were OK. And I will be darned if in that half hour, and as I said, it was was only twice a day, but in that half hour, right when she came in, he basically walked up to the side of the cage to where she was and died. You know, I've had them where I was taking my comprehensive exams for the PhD, and it was the same thing where I had this one rat, and his name was Patch, and he was adorable. He would actually sing. Rats can they can make noises, and he would actually make noise. And he was just the best tempered little boy. And I had to take comps, and I was so stressed because I knew he was dying. Because they only seem to do this when I have something major to do. And he actually, uh, he waited throughout the first day and I went home and he actually hung on until the evening, but he was actually stretched out on my lap. And uh, it was a very strange thing because normally rats, when they get closer to death, they fight it. They fight, you know, they start climbing, and it's what I call they want up. They just want up. That's all they want is up, and they want to be held. And he just stretched out on my lap, and he was singing while I was studying for the comps. And all of a sudden, I just heard this sigh, and I looked down, and he was gone. I mean, it was the most peaceful thing I've ever seen. But And this has happened time and time again. I had one rat that I was actually running late coming back to school from teaching, and 10 minutes after I walked in the door, you know, I saw that something was wrong with him, went right over to the cage, and within five minutes, he was gone. I mean, it it just amazes me. So I would agree. And we even had a guest on recently and she was talking about pets and healing and how animals do bond to us in kind of a reversal, how they help us but I think there is a two-way street there. What do you think of small animals? Do you think that they have ghosts or spirits or a soul? I believe that everything has a soul.
4: Everything that is alive has a soul, has a desire to be alive. I believe that animals are emotional beings just like we are. They feel happy, they feel sad, they have fun when they play, they get upset and frightened easily, they mm-hmm. react much the same way we do, and if you look at their faces enough, you see very human facial expressions expressing the very same things that we do. Mm-hmm. I really have to go with, Yeah, you know, uh, this isn't about reincarnation, but I have to believe that some of the same souls are cycling through in different forms. It, it just there's just mm-hmm. too much similar.
2: I would agree, and it is interesting because you're quite correct. Once you get to know an animal, even something as basic as a even a hermit crab, I mean, they all have personality. Uh, Now, the question is, and and I guess uh, people who don't think this way would say, well, we're projecting that personality, we're making them more human than they are, but I don't think so because of the diversity of personalities encountered. I can only imagine that you find the same thing with squirrels, that everybody has their own personality.
4: Yeah, have their own personalities, their own social structure, structures. Uh, Learning Channel, Channel, Animal Planet, Discovery Channel have all got reality shows on different animal societies. You know, they, they go in and they see that there is a matriarch and there are little workers and there are little watchmen. Everybody has a role to play and they do it and it's not unlike how we live in society everybody's got their role to play there are traditional there are non-traditional there's always a spokesman for the group you know it's either we are projecting human on them or they are projecting animal on us i don't know who came first in
2: this case interesting well on that note we're actually going to pause for a couple more announcements and we will be back in just a moment Now, time for something really
1: scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say, Bigfoot, don't run away.
0: Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you this, A man? Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why I read. Jay Leno talked about it. CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind <laughs> on your iPhone, of course. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet magazine check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578 it's out of this world thinking about buying a monkey? how about a ferret or a skunk? then check out the show that will answer the burning questions where do you get them? what do you feed them? how do you take care of them? and most of all what Were You Thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, Every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets.
2: Let's Talk Pets. On pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio.
0: PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
4: <laughs>
1: You hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host.
2: Welcome back. What we were talking about right before the uh, commercial break was a little bit about small animals and animals in general with souls or spirits. And of course, both Donna and I have worked with and rescue small animals. She works with squirrels and I work with rats. And these are probably two types of animals that I don't think get enough credit for for being soulful creatures and that, you know, this is probably not necessarily a deserving sentiment. Now, you mentioned that you had a uh, at least one squirrel that came back to you in a dream. And when it comes to the paranormal, one aspect of at least religious paranormal idea is that dreams are sacred, that they are intrusion, if you will, or an embarkment into what's known as liminal space, which is a space in between uh, the conditioned world, which is what we're in, and the unconditioned world, which is the supernatural, that's uh, the deities and God and, and that sort of thing. The liminal state is actually uh, that in-betweener, and and that dreams allow us to go into that in-between state, which is very unique. So I find it interesting that you mention this dream because in paranormal investigation, that is one thing that we actually look for. Is there something going on within your dream state? For the spirits website, I just did some research about ghost types. And uh, there's apparently a very rare ghost type out there that uh, really only haunts people in their dreams. So I find it very interesting that uh, I believe it was Squiggy, right, came back to you in a dream. Why do you think out of all the squirrels that you rescued that these two were the ones that really responded well to you? Why did they come back? I spent so much time
4: with them. Um, hours and hours, day after day, helping them with some of the basic things that they need in life. When they couldn't eat by themselves, I was feeding them. It's like Mm -hmm. a special needs human child, only it's in animal form. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're there, you're providing exercise for their little limbs, you're rubbing them, you're cleaning them, you're talking to them, just like they're your child. You're getting them through everything they need to do in the day. You're listening when, when you're sleeping for the slightest hiccup or sneeze. It, I, I think that bond is, is very much there. And even with the healthier ones, if I were to spend more time bonding with instead of trying to make them more squirrel-like and ready for the great outdoors, I feel it would be much the same circumstance. Mm -hmm. Uh, squeaky was so attached and this is probably going to be one of the strangest things shared I wasn't ready to let that little body go it was very hard to physically let go of him I was used to holding him Mm -hmm. he has come back to me and I can hold him anytime I want now a friend of mine is an artist Mm -hmm. and one of the first things that I had done was to contact her and ask her if she could make a memorial, if you will, of him, a figurine, and it took her several weeks, and she was joking about how she felt like the squirrels in the park thought she was stalking them, but the squirrel that she produced is the same identical weight that Squiggy was whose rump feels exactly as Squeaky's did in my hand. And to my knowledge, this artist had never once held a squirrel or knew Mm -hmm. what their actual physical weight would feel like. So I do believe he he was kind of there with her helping guide her hands. That is
2: interesting. It's unique as well because artists are sometimes said to be connected to the liminal state, particularly religiously, certain types of art. And actually, even in, as, a, as an instructor in the humanities, artists' jobs are to actually project what the culture is feeling. Even if the culture doesn't know what it's feeling, it's to pick up the feel, the vibe of society and to put that into some sort of tangible form. So the arts and the supernatural, it's not a surprise, really, because they go back basically as far back as humanity does. The art and religion, art and death, actually, are the two uh, common elements that we find with, uh, with human expression. So that is really pretty neat. Now, just as a, a more practical note, since you do rescue, and I thought we might just go ahead and let folks know a little bit about maybe some good squirrel safety tips. If somebody does find a squirrel in trouble, you know, what should that person do?
4: Well, invariably, the ones they're going to find are the babies. Touching them is not going to cause a repugnant smell to the mother. If you're in doubt, you can use baby powder. Make sure that the area around the baby squirrel is clear of other animals and pets. Watch for an hour or two. If it is cold outside, though, and you know, he, he or she has obvious injuries, it's time to bring inside. Do not... Feed any animal until they are warmed up. This will surely kill them. You don't want (laughs) to do that. On our website, we have direct links to Clarissa Summers' site, Squirrel Nutrition and Care, and all rescue measures that we follow with 100% success are listed on her site. If you follow them, your baby should be fine. Some injuries are well beyond any of the gods themselves fixing. But mm-hmm. the ones that are able to be rehabilitated do, do make w- quite well with the suggestion she has on her site as long as you follow them. Don't, don't improvise. Mm-hmm. Um, adult injured, the worst thing to do is to approach with black gloves. Uh, go to the CDC website. Squirrels have a lower instance of rabies and any diseases than practically any other animal in the United States, including domestic cats and dogs. They can bite. They do not make good pets. They're cute as babies. They're friendly as babies. But then they go through the equivalent of human puberty, and testosterone kicks in, and some aggressive behaviors do. Mm-hmm. They, you know, when when you end up with a squirrel getting too familiar, the family can then release them thinking, oh, he'll just figure it out in the wild. The problem is you've set up the next person who goes walking by to possibly have a squirrel run and jump on them, and then Mm -hmm. you have a squirrel attack. So, you know, it's kind of a vicious cycle. If you don't feel you can help help the squirrel, find a local rehabber in your area. If you cannot locate one, you can contact us through com, and we'll be able to get you in touch with someone who can help.
2: Okay. And actually, that is an interesting point that you brought up, too, with squirrel rescue, is that what you do is uh, you do rehabilitation, and those squirrels that can be released to the wild, I know that you have a very special process, because you've mentioned this to me, that they're healing on the, when they are healing, let me try that again, uh, you have them inside, and then... At some point, when they look like they're doing pretty well and to readapt to the wild, there's special outdoor cages. You know, so you kind of slowly remove them from the human habitat so that they can adapt to the outside world again.
4: It eventually can be. We have several that simply cannot be released. Squirrels use their tails as a means of hiding from predators. It kind of blurs the outline of those chunky little bodies. And we have one with a broken tail. It's permanently coiled like a pomeranian. She's not releasable. She doesn't have that defense mechanism. We've got another one who requires her teeth to be clipped. She, too, does not have her upper teeth. They were knocked out when she was shaken from her nest when she was a baby. And to avoid malocclusion, we have to clip the bottom teeth once a month. It's quite a commitment. Um, It's like approaching the business end of a weed whacker when it's turned on. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, once you get into a routine, you can handle it. You just have to do it the proper way or get someone who knows what they're doing.
2: Now, of the squirrels that you currently have, do you think that you're, you've got bonds with any of the others, any of your special needs squirrels?
4: Oh, very much. Clover is out there. Uh, we've spotlighted a lot of our special ones on our website. Uh, squirrels on film is what we call it. Clover had been outdoors in a cage, and a passing raccoon or possum, we don't know who, had dug a hole trying to get into the food in her cage, and she consequently escaped. She was afraid. She was gone for eight days, and I was just agonized because, you know, this, this was my little girl baby. She was never going to be released. I'd allowed myself to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. She was gone. And I just, I didn't feel she was dead. Mm -hmm. Eight days after she had gotten out, I look outside, and it happened I was sitting right where I could see her. She had come to one of the feeding stations, and this little brown lump of fur had fallen into the bowl. She was probably just a few hours away from having died from starvation and dehydration. But she had made her way home. Wow. And I... I really, I had never felt that she was dead, she came home to us, I I don't know how, I don't know why, I think maybe the Great Dane barking next door might have guided her back home, she knew the sound, but yes, I'm convinced that Bond still exists with several of them.
2: So, I believe that Clover has her own MySpace page? Yes, she does over on my face. very good well this has actually been pretty interesting so i'll be curious to know if you if you do have experiences with other squirrels now how long do they live out of curiosity what's the average lifespan
4: i have heard rumors of 20 years that's certainly not true out in the wild out in the wild they're considered old if they make it to Okay. In captivity, understanding that we deal with injured ones, their lifespans are varied because they do have injuries that may take, us, take them from us sooner than mm-hmm. would be normal if they had healthy functioning bodies. Okay. But I would have to say seven years is about the average.
2: Okay, well, that's pretty interesting. And that's actually, well, rats only get two to four years. That's about it. And that's domesticated. So I think out in the wild, they only get about a year. So it it is interesting. And of course, you correct with injuries uh, that always just kind of throw off the life expectancy. But it will be very interesting, as I said, to hear if others actually in Squirrel Rescue have had these experiences, but, and if you yourself end up with some more, because I know that you've got a little bit of a background with some of the paranormal phenomena out there. So, very good. Now, if somebody is interested in becoming involved with Squirrel Rescue, or if they want to learn more about your experiences, your direct experiences, or more about Squirrel Rescue, again, can you remind us how people can contact you? They can contact us through our website. Squirrels.com,
4: sqwirl com. We have a contact us button. We do try to make contact back within 12 to 24 hours. If you put urgent or emergency in the line, it is specially noted in my mailbox, and we'll we'll get faster attention. Um, Mm -hmm. If you are not in the state of Florida, we can connect you with someone in your own state.
2: So you do network nationally. Excellent. We do. We do that through my mentor in Texas. Wonderful. Well, I wanted to thank you. As I said, this is always a very unique topic. I think it's perhaps one of the more unique that we've talked about with the idea of, again, squirrels or rats or any of these small guys who who ultimately end up having these experiences and and coming back to their owners. I've actually been working on a paranormal pocket pets page, and uh, (laughs) that's actually uh, up and running. And believe it or not, in addition to my own story and your stories, because uh, you did send me uh, the squirrel story so they're up. I actually have uh, a couple of stories from people who have rats. One person had a rat named Locutus and uh, unfortunately he died and on the day that he died uh, there was uh, she was flipping through the channels and she actually saw Locutus, or Locutus who was the Borg figure from Star Trek The Next Generation and it, he just showed up on the screen and, and it was complete synchronicity but it was very strange. And uh, Another woman wrote in that she had a deer mouse that died and that she loved this little thing. She used to carry it with her in her sleeve all the time and she went to antique stores and restaurants etc and eventually unfortunately time caught up and the little mouse died and she put it in a heart shaped box to bury it and as soon as she came back in from burying it the large picture right in front of her jumped off the wall and fell and she took that as a sign that she was to go out and get her mouse and that the mouse you know she kept her in the little box but has the mouse stored and she said that when she's buried she wants the mouse buried with her because they had such a, a close bond in life so You know, these stories we can we can actually uh, carry forward and uh, hopefully others will will hear them and uh, listen to them and maybe we'll get a few more pocket pet stories in the meantime I want to thank you so much for being on the show and for letting people know a little bit well thank you and and letting folks know about squirrels and squirrel rescue ultimately if if folks want to learn more they can certainly look up your website and if they want to know more about the spirits of St. Petersburg we're online at www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com you can also uh, through the spirits website, find the Paranormal Pocket Pets page. It has a very long address uh, starkimages.homestead.com/paranormal rodents.html. We would love to get more stories to add to this website and let those small animal voices be heard. In the meantime, I will continue to tell people to please uh, support their from squirrel rescue to pug rescue. There's just about a rescue for everybody out there and I think we all need help right now, particularly in this economy. So with that, I want to thank you for listening to the show, and have a very good afternoon.
1: Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected.